Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 9.35, 25 till 10, some bad weather expected this afternoon, then another round of it later tonight, and we spoke to Daniel Erspammer last week about the the mass that's scheduled at the Shrine of Our Lady of Prompt Sucker that's been going on continuously since 1815, and it's set for 4 o'clock this afternoon. We're trying to see if everything's still scheduled, but considering this has gone on since 1815, I find it hard to believe that they would cancel it. Now, I don't know if they would downsize it and have it somewhere else or not, but if we hear anything, we'll certainly let you know. Ron Gamble joins us now, a theoretical astrophysicist and scientist communicator at NASA Goddard, whose work is focused on studying energetic phenomena near black holes. Good morning, Dr. Gamble. How are you? Good morning. What do you say Glad when? Be here. What, what do you, What do you say when somebody settles into you next to you on a flight and says, "What do you do for a living?" <laughs> well, I, I try to tell them. Well, I I prepare for the impending questions about black holes or aliens or space time or whatever. Um, but but then I tell them, you know, what I do, and of course I get the usual reaction. First, their face contorts, and then. They start to say words, and then they actually put sentences together, and it's like, yes, people actually do this for a living. Well, let me tell you, Professor, I'm no theoretical astrophysicist nor science communicator at NASA Goddard, nor does my work focus on studying energetic phenomena near black (laughs) holes. But I do know people, so if you want to avoid all of that, tell them you sell insurance and you want to talk to them about an annuity. They will leave you alone for the rest of the flight. Tell me about your work. What what can we learn? Uh, what is a black hole? What can what can we learn from them? Why do we study them? Because that's hard for a lot of yeah. people, including people like myself, to comprehend what the hell this is and how you can figure that out through either observations through a telescope or math or however you do it. Yeah. So they're they're actually very simple objects. If you can imagine it, we they are basically they are objects in space. They compromise, they fold, and they contort space-time. So we're living in in not just three dimensions, we're actually in four. So the fourth one is time. If you include all of those together, then a black hole is a region of space where nothing escapes from it. This is why it's black. Light can't get out. Planets can't get out. If I throw my brother inside, he can't get out and, you know, lie on me or something else to my mom. (laughs) Um, but, but I don't, I don't understand things, what I don't understand what that means. What you got? Take me so, from space, and you got stars, and then how do you have this nothing that is just like I don't get this, Doc. I'm sorry, but I don't. 
Well, it's all gravity. If you think gravity, just as simple as you can drop a pencil on the ground, it's the same type of gravity. So this is what's keeping us planted to the earth. This is what's keeping the earth circling around the sun. It's all gravity. Around a black hole, the gravity is just so great is that, is that it, it keeps everything inside. It pulls everything together, and nothing can escape out of it. That's that's what it, what simply a black hole is. So if something and goes just, into it, where does it go? We don't know yet. That's, oh. that's part of the theory. We don't know what's inside of a black hole. Well, there I suddenly feel less dumb inside of it. I suddenly right. feel less dumb. I'll tell you that. Um, so how do you oh, go yeah. about? How many of these do they have? Do you even know how many there are? And well, I guess you wouldn't because you don't know how far the galaxy goes, right, or the universe. We don't know how far the universe extends, but we have a pretty good idea about where we could probably find black holes. And there's many different types, but generally around lar- in, at the center of large galaxies, you'll find a black hole. Why? That's a very good question that we're actively still trying to figure out. There's a lot of unknown factors here for black holes. We know generally where to find them. We have a very good, a pretty good idea of how they behave based on the matter that's circling around them. So that's all the things that's circling around them in in the galaxy. Um, But how they form, what's the life cycle, where do they come from, how large they can actually get, these are still unknown answers that we're trying to figure out. Me as a theorist, I'm trying to figure some of these questions out. We have some observational astronomers trying to figure the questions out. So we're all kind of teaming, put our brains together. How can we answer all these questions about black holes? And learn some new things about it. How do you even go about knowing about these things or even, like, equations or computing, all of this stuff? I I don't understand how you even begin to figure these things out. (laughs) Well, first you have to learn a whole bunch of mathematics. That I would figure, yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, But other than that, aside from the math, the math will help you guide, you know, in, in you learning the theory you have to actually go out and read. You have to read a lot. You have to read what others have published. Um, and then you have to go out and actually investigate for yourself. Go out, I, that's what I did when learning about black holes. I drew pictures about black holes. I tried to convert all of these equations into a picture I could draw because they're all talking about geometry, about the black holes and the shape and the size and how it spins. Um, and so that's how we study them mathematically. Um, we take pictures of them. We take pictures of the matter um, and gas that's circling around a black hole. That's how we can kind of see where they are. Um, and other than that, we're trying to develop new ways to look at black holes. One of them is the Event Horizon Explorer, which is a new mission that's coming up. You might have heard of the Event Horizon Telescope. Um, but the Event Horizon Explorer is a brand-new mission that's coming out to gear towards looking at how we can take pictures of black holes and how we can look at closer into the black hole. So there's, there's many, many methods of studying black holes, and they're currently actively being developed. There's no one singular method for looking at a black hole. That's how both simple and complex they are. It's, a, it's kind of a conundrum. Why is it so important that we learn about these things? We got to know about our universe. We have to know our place in the universe, black holes, help to contribute the formation of planets. They help to contribute to the formation of stars, other galaxies. Do we have pairs of galaxies that form? 
Um, so they're really drivers of many different processes in the universe that other astronomers are trying to answer questions about. And then also, they help us age the universe. How old is the universe? Mm. How far does it extend? What Can gravity behave in different ways that we've never seen before? Um, and if it can, if we can figure those things out, maybe we can use some of that newfound theory to develop new technologies here on Earth. I'm crossing my fingers. Maybe we'll get anti-gravity, but it's far, far in the future from now. But it might be a theory that comes out of studying black holes. Do we know if there are a an existing number of black holes, or they just develop? We we don't have a hard and fast number. Uh, they kind of just pop up out of nowhere sometimes. Um, oftentimes, if you if you look at the center of a galaxy, you'll find one. Um, but other than that, they are they are essentially dark to us. But they don't pop so, up like, say, for example, to make an analogy, like a hurricane or a tornado or anything no. like that. It's like they're there, right? They're, they, they are already there. We just right. haven't found them yet? We just haven't found them yet. If there's no matter around it, then it's extremely hard to find a black hole. So that's really how we can how we can find these black holes. There are plenty of black holes out there, if not thousands, that have no matter around them that are probably still existing they're bouncing around the universe. We just haven't seen them yet. Um, but there are millions and millions of black holes out there. And for your listeners popping up, no, we're not going to have a black hole just appear out of nowhere in New Orleans. We're, we're safe here on Earth. That's what I was going to ask you. What is the <laughs> that disclaimer out there? What is the closest? The closest black hole to us is what's called Cygnus X1. So Cygnus X1 is both referring to the constellation Cygnus in the sky. You'll see it. It's a crane shape. Uh, don't worry. You don't have to worry about the name X1. Astronomers like to put out funky names so that we can catalog it correctly. But that's the closest black hole to us. It's not the size of a, a galaxy, but it's, a, it's what we call a stellar mass black hole. So the black hole is about the size of our sun. That's about maybe 3 million light years away. So a light year is just the distance light travels in one year. So you're talking millions and millions and millions of miles away. But for us scientists, that's very close. We can point a telescope at it and take pictures and collect data and have some very fine details about the system that that black hole is in. So the one that is closest to us is of a concern to us, or could the Earth be sucked into one of these or not? No, no, we're we're far too far too away from from that one. It's we're we're nowhere near that one in terms of being pulled into that black hole. Um, and then on top of that, our sun is. I, I like to say our sun is so jealous it won't let us go. So we can't we can't really get away from the gravitational pull of our own sun and our solar system. So we're we're pretty safe. What is spaghettification? Oh wow! So spaghettification is um, an effect on a body around near a black hole, if you go near a black hole, the what's called the tidal forces, these are forces that are essentially, you'll, you'll see the tidal forces, an example of them, are the gravitational pull from the moon on the Earth that create the tides, right? So this is what we call tidal forces. But around a black hole, they are much, much stronger. And on top of that, because remember, we're in four dimensions instead of three around a black hole, your body can be pulled. Any piece of matter will be stretched apart 
as space and time both stretch and shrink at the same time. So your body has no, no, no other way to move but to be stretched out as your feet fall towards the black hole and the top of your head tries to stay in place. That is spaghettification. And if you were able to be around a black hole and see your friend being spaghettified, it would look very weird. You would see very weird things happen um, as that dynamic between space and time kind of dance around and stretch your friend out as they're falling into the black hole. So you said earlier about how far the universe extends, but that would mean there would be an end of it, right? And if there's an end of it, what happens then? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. See, that's Another this is the kind of question. stuff that makes me dizzy, Professor, right here. This is the kind of stuff that when I get to thinking about this too much, I have to just lie down because it, right. it can right. blow your mind, really, right? It does, and it blows our mind, too. We're, we're fascinated about this stuff, too. This is why we, we, we spend all of our days studying it. But we, to answer your question, very simply, we don't know. And for us, that's an okay question. We don't, we don't know what's at the end of the universe. We don't know where the end is. But we do know that it is expanding, and that expansion Wait. is accelerating. So. See that right there? If it's expanding, that means that it would have had to have ended at one point. And if it ends, then what's at the end of it? Another question that we don't know. What do you <laughs> this, think? This is, I, I think that it has to have started from somewhere, right? So we currently have theories surrounding around um, the the Big Bang, right? This massive explosion that kind of kick-started our universe. And we have some very compelling data that can look further and further back, you know, in time. As you get closer and closer to the beginning of the universe – but it's very, it's extremely difficult to get to that very instance where the universe started. At most, we can get back to maybe milliseconds, maybe microseconds. So we're talking a thousandth of a second after the universe started. So we're getting very, very close. But we can't well, exactly get all the way back to the beginning. Yes, very close. But mind you, a lot of things happened in that one millisecond. We're talking about the creation of an entire universe in that one millisecond, um, and even smaller time scale. So a lot of things happened there that we're still trying to grasp and develop new space missions to, to collect more data on. So what was there before the universe was made, or Big Bang, or whatever? What was there before? I, I think God would have that question. I can't, I can't answer that one. It might be darkness. It might be... Another universe might have collided with ours. There's, there's a multiverse theory out there. There's string theory. There's many 
now you're getting into the realm of of very uh, theoretical physics. We're talking things that has to involve uh, very uh, weird aspects of quantum mechanics and the very small scale um, for the universe and how that dynamic works and developing new physics and, and new ideas to figure out, well, if the Big Bang happened, well, what happened before the Big Bang and what was there? And, well, we don't know yet. We're, we're still trying to figure that out. But if anybody knows, please please let me know. Please contact me because we're, we're curious too. See, because the, the way my mind works is if the universe does have an end, at the end of it you're going to find, like, a couple of junk cars on, on cinder blocks and maybe some rusty <laughs> barrels, you know what I mean, where, where they just people yeah. just brought out there and dumped it out. But I guess not, huh? Yeah. It, I, it's, it's not going to be anything like that. Um, I don't know. I like to call it maybe a, a, a universe graveyard, if you will, something, you know, that will, will spawn out of nothing. Essentially, that's that's what we're looking at. So it's a, if you really just think about it in plain terms, it's mind-boggling to think, well, yes, there was a Big Bang, but what was before that? So this is now philosophical. This is We don't even have equations for that yet. And I'm, so, think, I'm thinking about a black hole in terms of height, width, and depth, but that's not really the way it is or not? It, it is. So black holes, common misconception, they're actually not holes or, or funnels that you might see or on Google. They're actually spherical. So if you can think the shape of the Earth, that's the shape of a black hole. They're spherical objects okay. that pull in matter all, in all different directions. So it's... It's a common you know what? misconception that, to think that it's a hole, yeah. That made the light go off on top of my head, believe it or not. When you said that's spherical, mm-hmm. now I somewhat can understand it. Everything being drawn into the center, right? Yep, yep, yep. That is exactly right. And at the center is what? It might be another universe for all we oh, know. Lord we can't get there. Yeah. So that's that's one of the one of the hard questions um in science today. And it really branches across many different areas of science, both you know, in terms of the physics and astronomy and philosophically, what's at the center of a black hole? Is there a singularity? Is there an infinitesimal point? You know, are we are we finding you know, the rest of Twitter there or something, <laughs> or or something else? Could we could we be at the center of a black hole? I get that question a lot, and the best answer I could tell you: if we were at the center of a black hole, we wouldn't know. Huh. So, yes, you you wouldn't know. Once you cross what's called the event horizon, it's kind of like a a censorship line for the universe. Nothing can come out. So if nothing comes out, that means everything stays inside. And if everything stays inside, you won't know what's outside of that event horizon if you are inside of a black hole because you can't get any information out. But if information comes in, it gets scrambled. It's not the same as as it did when it went in. So, again, it's both a, a censorship, you can think of it as the, the universe's uh, washer-dryer machining. It'll just tumble and tumble and tumble, and things get scrambled up together, and you won't know what's inside of it. When did you decide you wanted to do this for a living? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I guess I was, I was, in, I was in college. I, I knew I, I liked I first discovered what a black hole was in high school um, and had all these questions, but I didn't know you could actually do your day job just studying 
black holes and the equations and things like that. So in college, I, you know, I actually looked up. By then, Google <laughs> was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and so I, I did some reading and I looked up. Oh well, wow! There's people actually just studying the equations for black holes and they're publishing it and then they're giving it to other people to try and test out and observe and, and things like that. So college was really where my interest really sparked as, okay, this could be a real career, but first I have to learn a lot of new things that I haven't experienced before. Um, so that's where it started. But once I got into it, I couldn't, couldn't get away. This, it very much captured me. It's very much a part of my personality. Anybody who knows me knows that at some point, if you talk to me enough, I'm going to get you to talk about black holes. I that's, will, that's what I'm passionate about. We'll find out tomorrow night. Astronomy on top. All-Stars crew at Republic NOLA starts at 7 p.m. You go to Eventbrite and RSVP first. Thank you, Professor Gamble. Very interesting. And we did find out that the uh, mass scheduled for Our Lady of uh, Prom Sucker, the one that's been going on since 1815, is still on tap for this afternoon. We'll take a break, find out what Newell Norman's got for us when we come back here on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 